The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus and his disciples arrived at the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. As he stepped out on land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he did not live in a house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now, there on the hillside, a large herd of swine was feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these, so he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the swine herd saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened, and when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them. For they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, you can be seated. Today's gospel story is perhaps well known to you. It's a story that all three of the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, share. The story is often labeled as the healing of the Gerasene demoniac. Now, I'll say more about labels later, but I want to start by saying that there are a couple of different ways that you can interpret this passage. One of the ways that you can interpret this story is as an allegory. Look at the details that the story gives us. Jesus sails away from his homeland to a foreign land. In this foreign land, there's a man filled with demons. When asked their name, the demons respond, Legion, which is not a name, but is a Roman military term. Legion was the largest unit in the military. Of Rome. Legion was what showed up in your homeland when the occupying forces of the empire came to take over. The other sign that we're in a different place, a foreign territory, is that there's a large herd of swine. Pigs are not kosher. Pigs wouldn't be found in large herds in an area populated by Jews. 
even more strange and more foreign is that the people's reaction to the healing of the man is that they're afraid and ask Jesus to leave. It's almost as if they're more concerned with the prophet lost from the drowned pigs than the man who was healed and restored. Now, you can see the allegorical interpretation forming. The presence of the Roman Empire has seized the people of Judea. Their legion of troops has taken control and stripped the region of all of its assets. And Jesus represents a divine power that can return freedom to the people of God. The destruction of the pigs represents the destruction of foreign control and influence. Now that's certainly one way that you can interpret this story. There's another way to interpret this story. And it's through the lens of stigma of mental illness. That is a subject, maybe you would say it's a demon, that our country is much plagued by. We have research about how violence leads to trauma, and that trauma is often accompanied by mental health disorders. And the first thing we have to address is whether this man's condition is the result of a demon or mental illness. You would like to think that 2,000 years ago, people didn't have the language and the science that we do now. So people with mental illnesses were labeled as demonic. Is it that simple, though? This is how we wish Jesus would respond to this man possessed by demons. We wish Jesus would say, my friend, I can see that you are suffering. In 2,000 years, they will have a name for your condition. It's called schizophrenia. There are no demons here. And one day, modern medicine and therapy and psychiatry will be able to help you. But until that day, be healed. We wish we could update Jesus' words, knowing what we know now. But is it that simple? Why do we still read stories about demonic possession? Why do we still renounce evil and use a liturgy for exorcism at every baptism? Why is the church growing rapidly in places that see the world as enchanted and where demonic possessions are a part of life? I don't know the answers to those questions, but they're worth pondering. You can be confident, I'm assuming you'll agree with me, that evil exists in the world. Whether it's a demon or not, who's to say? And if you look at this story again carefully, you might be surprised at the source of the evil. It says that the man was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles. In other words, that society's solution to this man's condition was incarceration. He was isolated and imprisoned. Prisons are no substitute 
for mental health care. My assumption is that what led to this man's isolation and imprisonment were the labels that his family and his neighbors put onto him. He's crazy. He's a violent threat. He's out of his mind. He's full of demons. Ironically, that's the same thing they said about Jesus. His name no longer mattered. His identity and who he was no longer mattered. He ceased to be a human and only became known as the demoniac. His story no longer matters because the evil has been attached to him through a label placed there by you and me. Look again at Jesus' first response to this man. Jesus doesn't see the man and say, you're crazy. Jesus asks a question. What is your name? Instead of labeling the man, which is what everyone had always done to him, Jesus asks who he is. What that means is that Instead of labeling people, you should name the problem. Labels often blame the person for their problem. And every human is worthy of the dignity of being known for who they are and not what they suffer with. Jesus prompts us to wonder what traumas this man endured that brought him to this state. This is where we have something to learn from the recovery community. This is step five from the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Admitting the exact nature of the problem instead of labeling people. Now this isn't only a word about how you treat your neighbor. It's also how you treat yourself. This should be applied to yourself. Name your problem. What are the things that keep you bound? What are the parts of your life that you have isolated and not let God or anyone else into? God does not want you to imprison others with labels. Nor does God want you to imprison yourself in isolation. If you're fighting with depression or mental illness, do not struggle alone. Ask for help. Jesus is here to ask you a question. What is your name? Jesus is here with mercy and with compassion for you. Jesus is here to restore you to the community. 
so that you can proclaim how much God has done.